The worst thing to, to eat before you do a podcast, by the way, cashews. <laughs> You're swinging with Tarzan now. Yeah, it's time for another fun episode of, of It's This Meets That podcast where we compare two movies to each other at the beginning and then never mention them again because that's what we do around here. So uh, I'm your host, one of your hosts, Russ. Smart. Yeah. Caref- careful here. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, I, well, you know. Yeah, I'm the uh, other host. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, I'm joined by the other host, uh, close friend, confidant, Jared. Um, what are we talking about? What are we doing? What are we talking about in this episode? All right. Based on the unbelievable true story, live for sex, live for money, live for power, live for speed. What do you think we're talking about? Speed kills. <laughs> uh, what a treat. So tagline for this movie speedboat racing champion and multi-millionaire ben aronoff leads a double life that lands him in trouble with the law and and drug lords uh, I, I, I love i love the tag tacked on at the end and drug lords, and drug lords. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i also love so it's based on a true story uh and uh, an unbelievable true story right sorry an unbelievable true story uh yeah. and i love how they <laughs> If you're saying it's based on a true story, why wouldn't you just use the guy's name? Like they're they're make it so close. Like it's Don Aronow or whatever, right? Yeah, Aronow is the yeah. is a real guy, legit and, human being. And instead, they're like, oh no, Ben Aronoff. That's different enough that we won't be legally liable in case we do something kind of slandery. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird because, I, well, I wonder if like the Don Aronow like estate did not give them. That's what I'm wondering. But at the same time, it's the same story still. Like, I imagine. Like if you go to the Don, if you Google Don Aronow right now, listener, sure. avid, sure. lovely listener, uh, and you read his Wikipedia page, it's pretty much this. But th- it's based on a book too. It's based on a book called Speed Kills More. I don't know, whatever. It's based, But it is based on a book about his life. So yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Don't care for it. <laughs> like why wouldn't you just call him his name? <laughs> It changed uh, one three-letter name to another three-letter name. Right. I guess, yeah, I don't know. doesn't matter. So doesn't matter. tell us about the movie, Russ. What do we got for, for info here? Oh, well, thanks for calling me out on this. But, yeah, I will. I'm going to tell you all about it. Yeah, I figured the best way to transition through segments is to say them as blatantly as possible. <laughs> I mean, that feels natural. It feels completely yeah. natural. This feels natural. Russ, tell us info. All right. Well, I will. Uh, so directed by Jody Scurfield. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll get to that. First time director. Unsure. We'll, we're going to comment that later. Uh, who do we have in this movie? We have obviously the Jay Travolta. Um, Catherine Winnick. Who I don't know. Don't know. She seems like a very nice Canadian. Um, Jennifer Esposito, you won't recognize the name, but you'll recognize the face. Like a lot of the people in this movie, um, she's known for Law & Order SVU. Um, as soon as I saw her on screen, I was like, oh yeah, I know her. But it's like one of those characters like you, like or actors, you're like, oh yeah, I know who they are, but I don't know where they're from. But then you, yeah. Yeah. Then you um, got my guy here, Michael Weston. Michael Weston is your I boy. love from Psych. He then plays... He plays like a, like, a, like a little nerdy guy that's like trying to tag around with the main characters. And he's super lovable, great character. Yeah. 
Uh, and in this movie also, super lovable, great character. He just seems like a nice guy. I love him. Um, so on top of that, like those are like the key actors. And then we have some random guests that appear, like when I say random, which we'll get to as we tear this thing apart. We have some guest appearances from <laughs> Matthew Modine. And when I say guest, I really mean guest appearances. Like, like they were probably driving through town or like, oh, hey, you guys are making a movie? I'll pop in and say a line. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think you mean Vice President Modine. Oh, right, right. I'm sorry. Vice, <laughs> Pre- Vice President Matthew Modine. Uh, time Sizemore. Like everyone was wondering what he was doing lately. Um, yeah, great. Both of which feel like they were a call in favor from Travolta. Like they, they, they all know each other from back in the day probably. And yeah, Tra- Travolta was like, hey, I'm making this movie down in Port- Puerto Rico. Yeah. Come on down. Guys, you want a nice all expenses paid vacation? come on down all you got to do is act for a couple hours and when i say act i'm putting it in air quotes (laughs) you can't see his hands but he did air quotes uh in act is yeah it's a soft word but they probably just rode around a boat tom tom sizemore just stood by a truck for a minute and that's it love it uh so it's based on a book right yeah, it's based on a book. Um, I think it's called Speed Kills. I probably should look that up. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I can't really <laughs> no, no one's going to read the book. <laughs> no. 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 Hey, everything, like, all the, like, they had all the ingredients for something that felt like it would have been good. So maybe the book, I don't know. Like, we'll get Actually, to it. Actually, no, I guess you're right. I mean, something about it, we're like, I mean, we'll talk about it the rest of the time, but... Um, like a very similar feeling movie is like blow to me, uh, which is an infinitely better movie. Uh, yeah. But like, I would totally read a book uh, about that. It would be great. And it's, that's based on a couple of true ish characters too, isn't it? Like, I feel like that's like a more of an amalgamation thing, like not necessarily based on one person, but like who, who doesn't love, who doesn't love the classic American dream movie about starting a boat company and turning into kind of like a drug running, you know, laundering, you know, gangster. This, this could have been great. This could have been great. The trailer led me to believe it would be great uh, because I thought it was going to be about that. I thought it was going to be about drugs. I thought it was going to be about, I thought it was going to be like a Scarface kind of movie. The no. trailer built me up so much. It was uh, about just, I don't know. Yeah, we'll get into it, but. Uh, uh, screen- sorry, go ahead. Oh, so we're, we're talking screenwriters here now, right? Yeah, so there's, there's uh, two, so actually like there's like four or five people actually involved in like the story writing. Obviously the person who wrote the book was involved. I should have their name on here. I don't, like I said, read the book separately if you want. Go Google it. Like I said, <laughs> we're not good at our jobs here. <laughs> <laughs> no we're not professionals at all so whatever um but so there's the two there's two guys uh who, who wrote the wrote the screenplay uh david aaron cohen and john Lucenhop. uh not a lot of credits under their belt not a lot of it feels like writing experience um Lucenhop, uh had directed um he's, he's directed more than he's written sure. and the stuff he, he directed like um, uh, Chainsaw Massacre 3D. I didn't see that. Uh, doubt it was good, but <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's all. It's probably a slasher horror. I mean, it's like based on Chainsaw yeah, Massacre, you know. But in 3D, so. Sure. Uh, and then uh, David Cohen, he did write a screenplay for The Devil's Own. The which, Devil's Own wears Prada, or no? 
No, no. <laughs> Devil's not, Own. Not the same movie. Okay, go not on. Not the same movie. Devil's Own with uh, Harrison Ford and, and Brad Pitt back in 97. Right. Wasn't a, I don't think it was a very good movie. I don't remember seeing it. Maybe I did, but still, you know, legit movie. And he also did, uh, I don't know if he did all of Friday Night Lights, but he was a part of Friday Night Lights. So, Which is great. Yeah, never watched it, but I heard it's great. So I don't know, kind of mixed on the screenwriting aspect here. So, Yeah, and I mean, unfair, like this is a wildly expensive movie. Like we didn't talk about... <laughs> And by wildly expensive, I mean, it's not really in the grand scheme of things, but for the quality we got, <laughs> I would say wildly expensive. <laughs> yeah, so the budget of this was $22 million. And I think this is according to, so they filmed this all in Puerto Rico. Sure. And there was a whole article about how important that was uh, to, you know, uh, you know, it created like something around six, 700 jobs down in the area locally, which is great. Um, that's what's great about movies where they get made. Sure. <laughs> uh, but $22 million, like. On um, what? Like on what? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, boats are expensive, so. Yeah. I always I find this, 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 this interesting number, right? Like the, the budget of a movie. Like there's obviously the production budget and then there's like the marketing budget, right? Which is probably like another X number of million dollars tacked on. Not for this movie. Nope, not at all. Um, so, kind of interesting. So, $22 million, like, eh, yeah, I mean, again, like, how much is Travolta breaking in on this, you know? I hope at least a couple million. He, was, he wasn't bad. Like, his performance was pretty good. I mean, he's got to be, I mean, you imagine, like. We're going to shit on this movie a bunch. His performance was pretty good. Like, all things considered, he could have been way worse. Uh, he definitely could have. We've seen him in worse. So We've seen him do much worse. <laughs> but it's interesting because like, you look at the budget, $22 million, like now you kind of, you can do some math and it's like, well, what is he now as an actor like commanding in terms of a dollar amount, right? Where it's like, you yeah. get like, you get some actors who like their baseline is $20 million to make a movie. Sure. So he's got to be making out of this maybe probably $5 million maybe? Yeah, you get, I mean, maybe. You get Michael Weston, he's probably making like you know, five grand an episode of Psych. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, comparatively, yeah, it's, sure. John Travolta probably pulling in five now. And there's no way any of the other a- actors made nearly what he made. So, no. <laughs> um, so then we get the, so we do have a, so we get the budget 22, and we get a box office breakdown here. So, it's kind of interesting. I did some digging. And wide release, wide release, <laughs> super wide release. So it was a little weird. So the box office numbers showed it, that it made uh, five thousand eight hundred twelve dollars. Now I did some digging, and it looks like this was only released, only theatrically released in Bolivia. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, I say that with like a question at the end. Maybe someone else who's listening may know better. Probably not. I don't know. I Definitely not. Yeah. It. We're all as smart as the internet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right? like, at the end of the day. But fun fact, not a fast fact, but a fun fact, um, it did make $2,007 more than um, our episode two, uh, uh, episode uh, The Fanatic. Yep. Another True Vulture special. Huge. Which only made 3000 And, you know, a couple video games worth. Sure. Interesting part. So can breaking this down. So I did find how the <laughs> the breakdown of like the total what this movie's totally made. So the budget is twenty two million. 
It was released theatrically, apparently in Bolivia. It made $5,000, which is, I don't know how much a movie ticket is in Bolivia. That could be a lot of people. Who knows? Probably um, not. <laughs> I did get DVD and the Blu-ray breakdown. And this is kind of funny. So DVD, the old digital versatile disc. It's still super common, yeah. Which is, blows my mind. I have no DVDs in my house. I grow up. Barely have a DVD. Grow we, have up. A, we have hundreds of DVDs. I stream everything. I got rid of all my DVDs. Why have all yeah, that yeah. clutter? <laughs> uh, 940,000 ballpark, right? For DVD sales. Sure. Blu-ray sales. 600,000. Yeah, way fewer. Because this movie sucks. <laughs> Yeah, so it so total so total it made you know a million one point six million right yeah on a million dollar budget if I could find this in the in the three dollar DVD bucket which you know I can I'm definitely gonna pick that up because I'm like oh well it's John Travolta it's gonna be a watchable movie Uh, versus a Blu-ray I'm gonna spend probably you know fourteen maybe sixteen dollars on this kind of Blu-ray that's a huge like. I'm saying they're selling way more quantity DVDs. So I just doing some quick math here. So if we're looking at DVDs, 940,000, which rounded up, right? $940,000 worth of sales on DVD. Sure. Let's just call it $5. It's in the $5 Walmart bin, right? Yep. That means it sold like 180,000 copies. That's so few. That's, I feel like that's a reasonable expect. Hundreds of thousands of people have seen this movie, Russ. <laughs> you have right. to know that's true. You have to know that's true. I mean, I know. Well, yeah, but like at the same time, I look at that number like, man, that's a lot of people to see this movie. Yeah. It's like too many. It's John Travolta. It's, it's oh. Pulp Fiction. It's Hairspray. It's so, all of the John Travolta classics. So can we, if we break this down then? We're, we're basically, if we do this math mathematically here, then we're looking at Travolta's got about 300,000 fans then. Easily. More than that. Way more than that. <laughs> Based on DVD sales alone. Yeah, that's, insa- that's an insanely low amount of fans for John Travolta. I wonder how many followers he's got on Twitter. Already. I'm a John Travolta fan. Wow. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not saying I'm not a Travolta fan. I'm just saying, you know, this, this is where we're at. Yeah, he's a legend. All right, so it's time for our Hollywood pitch. For me, uh, it's really Titanic meets Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, for a number of reasons. <laughs> not, uh, for one, budget, not for yeah. the budget, clearly, because the budget of Titanic alone was more than this, like, times the bu- Yeah, the budget of both of these movies combined <laughs> is probably, like, a billion dollars. <laughs> uh, and both of them probably made $2 billion. Who knows? Yeah. So, so much money. Uh, no, it's not about budget. We're not talking about budget. We're not talking about quality. Both of these are fairly good quality movies in their own right. I think there's yeah. a lot of defenders out there of Titanic. A little boring for me, but whatever you're into. Uh, and Wolf of Wall Street, I loved. I know a lot of people didn't like it either, but uh, great movie. So yeah. Titanic, one, is a boat. This movie is primarily boat-based. True. Uh, so easy, easy layup there. Yeah. Uh, but also, just like the the sinking feeling you get yeah. in Titanic as the boat is sinking. Yep. I feel like you get this whole, like the whole time I'm just like, ah, John Travolta just constantly letting me down, sinking further and further into God knows what, just like in Wolf of Wall Street where Leo, yeah. like 
so many times where I was like, oh, I've already seen this in Wolf of Wall Street. Now they're both based on true stories. Uh, it's true that there are a lot of shitty people in the world. Uh, these, are, these are two seemingly fairly shitty people. <laughs> they are um, shitty. And uh, yeah, but at the same time, like it, could, it was such an opportunity, uh, especially considering it's based on a true story, uh, to make this like Wolf of Wall Street, which was fun. Uh, yeah. I would I would have watched this movie, I think. I, I think I actually would have watched this movie if it was two and a half hours. Um, like Wolf of Wall Street is close to three hours. Oh. Uh, and the yeah. whole thing, I like it. Like it's it because you need all of that story to actually care about the characters. The biggest flaw in this movie was how you didn't care about anyone uh, because there was just not enough time spent. You're like, oh, why should I care about this person? Yeah. What kind of relationship do these people have? What am I doing here? There's no stakes. So, There's no stakes that mean meant anything. So yeah, the story itself is cool. It's a cool story. I would totally have watched easily two hours of this movie if they could have made it better. My pitch is Goodfellas meets Speed Two meets uh-huh. The Perfect Storm. Okay, well threesome. I went for the threesome. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course it is. Right? Why wouldn't you? Sure. Depending on the situation. Anyways, yeah. I almost went speed to you. I get that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about boats. It's um, boats. It's boat based. And speed two's pretty terrible. So I know Goodfellas is a really good movie. Yeah, um, great movie. I just want to grab like the crime aspect. Sure. You could have said Godfather. You could have said <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you any any crime movie. <laughs> really, any crime movie. And in speed two, because I want to like, I want to make sure people knew like I'm not really serious about this, but it is about boats. <laughs> Um, and Perfect Storm, mostly just because there's one scene which we'll talk about uh, that is Perfect Storm of boats. Fair. I would have loved this movie, I think, if it had been more like Speed Two. <laughs> I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see cigarette boats. I want to see cruise liners. <laughs> honorable like, mention. Honorable mention. Uh, Hollywood pitch here. Uh, Thais, uh, Jared's girlfriend. Um, this might actually be better than both ours. I think th- if. If someone came to me and was like, hey, I'm going to make this movie, I'd be like, yeah, I'll give you 22-ish million. Yeah, I'll give you roughly 22 million. Only if you get John Travolta, though. (laughs) Only if you get Travolta and only if you can fill it in Puerto Rico where taxes, we can evade all that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, She went with It's American Made Meets Sea Biscuit. Yeah, Which and I don't. I've never seen American Made, so that's why you're talking about it. <laughs> so quick, quick. I'll give a quick, you know, update. American Made is the Tom Cruise uh, kind of indie flick that kind of is off to the side there, um, a, basically about a plane drug runner. Cool. You just trade planes for boats. It's like Tom Cruise Blow. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Also based on a true story. <laughs> yep. So, and Seabiscuit, we all know and love. And, yeah. and this movie is weirdly about horses. There's too many horses in this movie. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's a deeper cut than I thought. I think she wins with the with the she. Yeah, I think she wins with the pitch there. It's better yeah. than either of ours. Very horse based. Yeah. All right, so we pitched this movie. We're both going to make it. We both sent each other twenty two million dollars. Um, Let's let's get into the fast facts. What do we got for fast facts? This we're not in the spoilerville yet, so let's nope. move on. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so first up, like we said, based on the true life story of Don Aronoff, uh, yep. very close to Ben Aronoff, um, 
And Judge Volta looks shockingly like him. <laughs> like weirdly, same eyebrows, similar hairline. Yeah. Similar. Uh, yeah, he's he's very close. Arano di- died in 87 when he's 59. Um, yeah, and John Travolta looked like he died in 87. Sorry, I guess that's... <laughs> I guess that's spoilers if I just said the guy died in 87. He died in the movie. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, he died in the movie. He died in real life. Died in real life. Yeah. Uh, you die in the game. You die in real life. <laughs> uh, Travolta does look a lot like him, but Travolta is like, would we figure out he's like sixty-seven million years old? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, something like that. Like uh, he's like Zenu age. Yeah. <laughs> However old you think Zenu is, about that old. Is that the guy who came out of the fucking volcano? Yeah, it's a Scientology thing. <laughs> We, yeah, we might we might get we're shot for referencing that. I might have to edit that out. No, we're gonna be on a list. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We're leaving it in. Um so along with this big release, I remember this. I remember when this movie was like launched for the fucking <laughs> Yeah, when it was popular. Like for like the two seconds it was. I do remember hearing a lot of cl- chatter about so it's a feature film, but it also came with an eight episode VR experience. Which is wild. I had no idea. I didn't know that until you, really? until oh, you and Thais were talking about it. I remember. I remember. Like, pulled up the article uh, slash film, uh, and and they were talking about like, yeah, this movie's coming out with a VR experience. Why? And it was like, yeah, great question. <laughs> fucking thing to do. Um, and also, I, eight episodes. Like, do you since it's. Uh, a VR experience, do you do it outside of the movie or do you like take a break mid movie and experience the VR? Don't, I, I have absolutely no idea. I'm not sure how that would work. Like the eight episodes have to end before the movie ends, right? Well, they're in there. So, well, no, I think the eight episodes are, are, are parallel with the movie. So right. The, and that's what I mean. Like they're, they're, it's all encompassing in this. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, no. a, it's like new shots. Basically it's new. It's like, it's like, getting b-roll footage but it's like legit part of the movie right it's like oh a different angle and you get to look around all around terrible it's fucking super gimmicky um film the same time i don't think anyone really saw it i'm curious i watched a couple clips on youtube and panned around for a bit pretty sure it was stupid oh yeah i mean it's like yeah i mean i've never had a vr experience movie i guess other unless you count 4D. Shout out to Showcase Cinema Revere for the 4D. <laughs> right. so the, why would you where, say that? Where that's the seats move around. Oh, no, you don't. No, man, I'm shouting out the theater because the seats are awesome. It like moves you around. It's like you're on a ride at Disney World. It's great. Uh, that's, that's the kind of VR experience I want. I don't want this kind of VR experience where they're like, oh, you can be on a boat with the weird blonde guy. Spoilers. Uh, this, Wait, this, hold on. That's not what you did. Wasn't a virtual. That's that's what? No, it's not virtual reality. It's actual reality. Yeah, it's an AR. <laughs> it's an AR experience. Augmented. Yeah, yeah. AR, commonly known as actual reality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, either way, that's what I want. 4D is what I want. I don't want this VR nonsense. I don't either. I want like I, they have YouTube clips, and I was like, when? What is this doing? This does nothing. This does nothing. It's stupid. It's a gimmick, right? Yeah, we're curmudgeons now. <laughs> I've been, yeah. Um, so there's that. 
I guess you can go and watch those somewhere. <laughs> do that if you'd like. I don't know if they're still out there. I tried looking them up. I'm like actually on like right now, I'm actually on the website of the company that made them. I think it's VR Focus or Top Dog. I don't know. I don't know. It's so- Top Dog VR Entertainment. Yeah, I have no idea. You can, go, you can download it and fucking Oculus your brains out if you'd like with it, but- Well, it ties into the other fast fact here of this won an award for its VR, the best VR film. VR film at CineQuest Festival in 2018. I don't know. I've, I've never heard of CineQuest Festival. It sounds super legit to me. I would, yeah. I mean, like, CineQuest I, is the new can for sure. <laughs> I think you might be. I think you might be on something. I mean, with with a tagline like "innovate, create, whatever." Oh yeah, this is a gem. What a beauty site here. Yeah. Web hosting donated by Hurricane Electric. That's nice. Yeah, I trust that. I trust that. I love when my web hosting is donated. Yeah. So Shout out to web hosting companies. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to, if you'd like to host, it's this means that. Just contact. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not a sponsor. Web hosting companies. Yet. Yeah. You kidding me? I, in like ten episodes from now, we'll be like, we got to take a quick break for our Square update. I can't wait. You mean you mean Squarespace, don't you? Uh, yeah, Squarespace. I mean, Square also could sponsor I, us. I mean, anything Square related, I'm I'm happy to like you know give them a shout out. I prefer Doritos, honestly. If we can get Doritos to sponsor, we're just gonna bleep these out. Yeah, shout out to Doritos. All right, no, I'm gonna bleep them out so it's like, <laughs> hey, your name could be here. All right, Smart. so the one we're gonna move on. <laughs> Yeah, Hilton Hotels provide the best experience for you. Stop giving free free fucking ads, man. (laughs) Stop talking. So you get sponsors. (laughs) No, I don't think that's how that works. They're like, no, keep talking about us. It's fine. (laughs) All two of your listeners. I'm sure your mom will stay at a fucking... All right, shout out to Robin Brady. Don't edit that, Russ. So... (laughs) (laughs) We're still... Uh, All right, so whatever. Uh, CineQuest, yeah. Yeah, moving on. Jody uh, Scurfield. Let's talk about Jody Scurfield for a second here. Jody with an I. Oh, right. Okay, hold on. Yeah, so let's, let, yeah. So the director, as we spoke earlier, uh, is a, the Jody Scurfield. Right, allegedly. Allegedly. So now this is kind of interesting. I did, like IMDb, did some digging, clicked on it. Only one one movie to their name. Yeah. Russ, investigative journalist. Hey. Clicked, a, clicked a link on IMDb. I mean, come on. I probably did more than most fucking journalists. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah, carry on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, there's nothing there. Just speed kills. Okay, it's kind of weird. No photo, nothing, right? No other credits. So you're telling me this director comes out of nowhere and just directs this movie out, you know? This masterpiece. <laughs> so I did some Googling as one would do, as an investigative journalist would do. I don't think this person exists. Nothing shows up anywhere about a Jody Skirfield. No, I mean, I think it's telling that the, when you, if you Google, I feel like, you know, personalized Google results are obviously a thing, but if you Google Jody Skirfield right now, the top mm-hmm. two results will probably be the same for you as they were for me. Yeah. The first result is 
this movie, a link to the IMDP page for this movie. And the yep. second result is a Reddit post about is Jody Scurfield a pseudonym <laughs> for someone else? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that that's interesting. I think that's more interesting than the plot of the movie itself. Oh, by far. I right? really want to know who Jody Scurfield is. Like, yeah. Um, there was some chatter in some of that Reddit for Reddit forum where um they were thinking it was a pseudonym for one of the writers, mm. uh, the guy who directed, uh, um, the guy who did, did a directing for the, the Chainsaw Massacre movie. Right. I like, prefer- like maybe he took over and just directed, but just threw a, a random name on it because he probably really didn't want his name attached to it. But uh, his name makes- is attached to it writing wise. Like, exactly. Yeah. His name is attached to it either way. Uh, <laughs> it made I, prefer no to, I prefer to think of it more as a Spartacus thing. Like, you know, we're all Jody Scurfield. And I think this is the downfall of movies. Uh, letting John Travolta continue to act is a crime against all of us. And I am Jody Scurfield because I watched it and participated in this madness. Yeah. And it's Jody, J O D I. Right, the preferred spelling. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, we, we. I don't think this director actually existed, which <laughs> honestly makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I like how it's a man. <laughs> also, in theory, if we're saying that like Jody Scurfield is not a real person, we're like, oh, it's supposed to be this dude who wrote it instead. Yeah, uh, that's depressing. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I want um, Jody Scurfield to be real. I want Jody Scurfield to be real. I, Jody Scurfield, if you're out there and you happen to stumble upon this, just reach out. Reach out to us, yeah. yeah we want to talk to you. We want to know who. We want to know your side of the story. Yeah, uh, it's this meets that at gmail.com. Send <laughs> us an email. Is that real? Did you make that? That's real. I made that. Yeah, yeah. You're doing something. Um, keep, that keep that in there. <laughs> keep that in there. Oh yeah, I want that in there. So yeah, Jody, if you're out there, reach out to us. Talk to us. We just want to know your side of the story, like. You know? Yeah, we'll re-record this episode. I'll do, I don't care. We'll delete the first one out. <laughs> um, it'd be kind of funny if like 10 years from now, I'm, I'm Jody Scurfield. <laughs> delete this shit. Yeah. We're, all, we're all Jody Scurfield. God damn it. Uh, we're, we are, yeah, we're all Jody, Jody Scurfield. <laughs> so this one's like, a, I do a little, actually, <laughs> I was doing some hardcore Come on, investigative journalism here. Um, yeah, you're really talented. Thank you, man. Great. Brave and talented. I mean, I clicked at least two or three links on IMDb to get to this information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I had to look up other movies. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. 30 producers, right? So the average movie, I had looked up a bunch of Marvel movies. I looked up a bunch of other, like, legit movies. And the average film has around, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 at most producers, executive yeah. producers, producers, assistant, right? Which is still a lot of people, but not it's, 30. Yeah, I mean... 30 producers to make this $22, 20, $22. This $22 film? No, the gas, the gas. Just think about the gasoline they use in this movie. Like, the gasoline they use in this movie was easily $8 million. <laughs> So I think, and this is going to tie to like our other podcast potentially. Maybe we'll, this will morph into it. But 30 producers, what the fuck were they all doing? Spending money. Mo- takes money to make money you can't get 22 million dollars from no one it also you know? makes you think that and we've theorized this before that i don't know maybe all these producers and maybe it's just a you know a little uh you know money laundering uh movie making scheme 
Yeah, we're calling you out right now, producers of this movie. All 30 of you. Yeah. Speed kills producers. You, we, we're on to you. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Don't go to Russ's house. No. No. <laughs> you don't know where I live, so that's good. <laughs> but, like, seriously, I think it's a fast fact, but I think it's also just, you know, curious. Yep. It's more of a curious fact. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a curious fact. We're probably going to end up dead somewhere, probably down in like a ditch somewhere, aren't we? Yeah. If we end up, get, like, we're not, we didn't get Smiley Face Killered. We got murdered by these 30 producers. If this is our last episode ever, you yeah. kn- you know what happened to us. So. Make sure you keep this in. <laughs> Definitely don't edit this part out. <laughs> I think Brady and Robbie are like, this is the last episode. Do we go find them? <laughs> Uh, they won't they won't they won't do that no although that would be a good movie if the two of them teamed up to go find their two friends who got you know potentially yeah in like a drug because we uncovered some great we'll work on that one yeah final fast facts we can get through this um the soundtrack the soundtrack unbelievable first of all in general was great i'm gonna throw it out there fucking rips it was a rocker beginning to end constantly moving i don't think there was no there were no downers here in the mix to take to take a line from from my other host not my co-host because we we host together here thank you yeah it fucking rips it rips uh oh. yeah give it it's it's your this is your this is your jam right here yeah i mean acclaimed toronto-based dj miss tara <laughs> do we know who that is no we have no idea who that is but they're acclaimed according to this fast fact keep going that i i threw on here uh wrote <laughs> wrote right. the song it's okay <laughs> uh with some guest vocals uh colombian singer jacob duque dukey duke. duke i think duke could be a number of ways to pronounce that think- uh stepping in to provide the vocals <laughs> and and hugely won best latin song uh, from the Academia, 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 Academia. You know, you say it. Yeah. Music Awards. Yeah. We're learning how to read. It's okay. Well, it's Academia with a K, so you never know how it's pronounced. But it's a little weird. Uh, huge win there. So, like, award-winning soundtrack from an acclaimed Toronto-based producer. Award-winning best VR film. I mean, this is an award-winning film. This is a, it's one of the best movies we've ever talked about on this podcast, for sure. Oh boy. She's on Instagram. We're not talking about the episodes that we did about Spider-Man and stuff that we used to do that we're not going to release, but everybody. <laughs> no, she seems nice. Oh, yep. Yeah, you got to log in. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's, be, that's, that's fast facts, right? Yep. Now I would say um, we're going to get into we're going to get into the breakdown of the movie now. Um, so spoilers beware. Yeah, just beware in general. I would say. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, opening scene of the movie. Before the opening scene, we get the credits. We get the production rolling in. Uh, I like how there's like a speaking of money laundering, <laughs> uh, like. Uh, speed kills hannibal production you're like 
wait a second, yeah. they made a weird production studio named after the movie just to make this movie? <laughs> just for this movie. And by the way, like, again, so, because you get the Lionsgate right off the bat, and then there's, like, a quick cut of, like, all the right. other production companies, and then there's, yep. like, he kills Hannibal. We, because we're investigative journalists now, yep. uh, they, we looked at the Hannibal, it's called Hannibal Classics Productions. Yep. Um, there's no classics on there. No. And their website uh, definitely looks like a like just a rigged up. Yeah, and the recent like company news is like recently paid off huge loan to bank. <laughs> like, sick, huge win. <laughs> yep, huge win for that production company, crushing it. Yeah, so I love that. Great way to start the movie. And then once we get into the opening scene here, um, spoilers ahead as always. Uh, the opening scene is the last scene, also. Yep. Yeah. So you, you get Tom Sizemore, who uh, immediately I was like, oh. I like this guy. He's a, he's a cool, he's in stuff. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's a legit guy. And he's talking up this whole, he's like delivering a ton of lines. He walks into a, uh, describing the scene a little bit. Yep. Um, for those of you who decided not to watch this, probably smartly. Shame Uh, on you. (laughs) Yeah. Shame on you, but also I'm proud of you. (laughs) I'm proud of you for doing something else. I hope you went for a bike ride. Yeah. I hope you did anything else. And Tom Sizemore walks into a car dealer or uh, some kind of dealership. It's a dealership. It's a boat dealership and uh, starts talking to uh, the women working there. Which by the way, like two two random women, like this one girl is just sitting in a chair. They're not important. Yeah. What? It's like, they're completely irrelevant. They're not in the rest of the movie. (laughs) They also look completely shocked that someone walked in the front door. Yes. They're like, Oh, Oh, Oh. a a customer. Neat. Okay. Uh, and they're like, they're like, oh, how can we help you? And this guy like goes into this rant. Tom Sizemore goes into this rant. He's like, oh, you know, um, just looking for a boat for my boss. And my boss is this cool dude who loves boats. And so, you know, looking I wish. Yeah, ben. Ben. Yeah. Trying to get in touch with him for a week. Um, my boss, bossy boss, boss. Yeah. And so, and then ben, ben pops out, John Travolta, Ben Aronoff, comes out of his little office there. Uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, um, yeah, sure, I'll engage with you. I, I am Ben. What do you need? Uh, and he's like, oh, my boss, I'd do anything for my boss. I would do anything and everything for my boss. Says boss about a thousand times. At least a thousand times. <laughs> and I thought they were setting up this really cute moment. Like, I thought, I honestly thought, because I, I didn't. Like, so when I read the preview, when I saw the, pre, when I saw the trailer, yeah. And then when I read the description, yeah. I still have no concept of the plot of this movie. Even yeah. after watching it, I yeah. still don't really know. So I'm like, oh, maybe they're setting up this really cute moment where he's like, oh, my boss, my boss, my boss. It's like, an, oh, captain, my captain. And he's talking about John Travolta the whole time. And I'm like, oh, like maybe he's being like, I'm your guy. Like, I would do yeah. anything for you. That's what it seemed like. It's not that, though. Quick question. Quick pause. Uh, yeah. Did they? Did they? I remember in the trailer, we watched the trailer, right? Do you remember the shot where they were like, he had the gun behind his back? Do we see that in the opening scene? No, we don't see that in the opening scene. All right. So they left that out. Yeah. There's no, we don't know that John Travolta has a gun behind his back unless you watch the trailer. Unless you watch the trailer and then you watch the first two minutes of the movie and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, John Travolta looks awful. So I think you commented on this. Yeah. I, I, Travolta look he he looks like he's wearing a like a wax mask of John Travolta I think that's the perfect way to describe it (laughs) that's basically what Travolta looked like so yes and like and the whole time so 
my my like oh this this is a meet cute of like a protege and his and his mentor right is what i'm thinking uh except for the music the music is the only thing like everything about the scene is guiding me towards that except the music is so dramatic like as soon as as soon as the guy walks into the dealership it's like dum dum you're like wait whoa <laughs> that's funny because i thought the complete opposite i really? thought i was like oh this guy seems like well it's tom sizemore one who usually plays creepy bad guys and everything he is in, he's in. Sure. yeah but it was like such an awkward interaction i was like who who's this guy who's got his pants hiked up to his fucking past his waist which you know? i like yeah um I was just like, this seems just this is weird. And then it went right into the bossy boss, boss, boss conversation. It was like, what, what the fuck? What, what's going on right now? Like, yeah. uh, amazing. So, so then, like, so they go through this whole thing where I think Tom Sizemore is like sucking up to uh, John Travolta, but all, but then all of a sudden John Travolta is rejecting him and it's like, yeah. get out of my, get out of my, like, go tell, yeah, go, <laughs> yeah, go tell, go tell that guy. Yeah. Uh, he's like, go tell that guy. And, and then the best line out of Tom Sizemore, okay, I'll tell him. I'll tell him every word. And well, John Travolta. Well, the guy, the guy the, to go tell your boss, because that's what he's tell yeah. him everything. And then Sizemore's like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell my boss every, every word. <laughs> what? And he walks out. Then presumably John Travolta watches him smoke a whole cigarette because then it, it just kind of like cuts to Tom Sizemore. Super jacked from, up. Man. Well, yeah, with super jacked up pants. From John Travolta's perspective, out his window, uh, he's standing. Tom Sizemore is standing in front of his truck, and he's putting out a cigarette butt. And you're yeah. like, what? Did he smoke a cigarette between walking from the front door to his truck? Pretty much. Like, what's the what's the timeline of cigarette here? Because I'm wondering how long John Travolta is staring at him out the window. Well, one thing we'll learn as we go through this film is that uh, time matters, but it really doesn't in terms of Oh, time, time means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, it, there's time is mentioned, but it's mentioned in such a chaotic way that it feels like it's not, you know, it's not a linear thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, then, well, quick, oh, what? No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, just think about this. Is that, is that it for Tom Sizemore? Is that the only scene he's in? No, no, definitely not. No. Okay. All right. We'll get, yeah, he's in, I mean, he's another scene. Oh, he's, well, he's in the scene at the end, but also a bunch which of other the scenes which towards the, the end, right, which is the beginning. But he's also in a few other scenes before that that also made no sense and were completely irrelevant. Okay. With, with whoever the big guy is. I'll scratch he looked, that. He, he looked familiar to me. The big guy that shot him with the no. beard, with like the, the stubble beard. I mean, he looked familiar. No, yeah. Tom Sizemore's partner uh, looked familiar to me. And so I love the line. So John Travolta staring out this window at Tom Sizemore putting out a cigarette butt by his truck. Hops uh, into his little car there. Yeah, drives out. By and, the way, we, hold on. We should we should we have to set the tone that this is uh, in the eighties. So this is the opening. No. Yo, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The opening scene is in the eighty seven. Late eighties, yeah, late eighties, right? So late eighties. So the hiked up pants. Maybe that was a thing. I don't know. I mean, I was I was a kid then. I had hiked up pants, but right. yeah. I was unborn. Yep. Um, you were yeah in eighty seven. Yeah, close. <laughs> yeah, I was two years away. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so 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 
some guy like flags him down. He's driving away in his little car and some guy flags him down and he stops and he goes, Hey Ben. And then just like pulls out a gun and then it cuts. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. Interesting opening scene. There was uh, a gunshot though, but yeah, it was the old, like, I mean, what, I mean, there's so many films that have started with the ending of, you know, totally. Yeah. Beginning, yeah. Like it's, it's like a, it's a great setup for like, Oh, how did this character get there? Right. You know, Hey Ben is a great line of just like, Oh, Hey Ben, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And we got? So then it cuts to Florida. Like all of a sudden we're in Florida. Like this, it opens this also a weirdly inconsistent amount of spelling out where we are. So like, you know, in the bottom left there where it's telling us mm, New Jersey, 1962, like, wildly inconsistent throughout the whole movie like sometimes there'll be a right. description but sometimes there won't be it jumps around a lot in time and location and like you never really know where it's set you're like yeah. i i think this is five years in the future but i have no way of knowing that <laughs> none of the none of the like the like letting you know when we are so like this takes place over 20 years right basically yeah more than that so 25 25 30 years it's, right because like well, early 60s right so, so 1962 they, is when it starts right yeah right and like the opening of the movie is 80 something but they don't say that right 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 and then it's oh no no well what they do is they say 25 years earlier that's right so they, they play the opening scene and then they jump and they say they cut in between it says 25 years earlier and all of a sudden they jump to travolta on a phone you know pay phone like miami 1962 yeah and it's like okay cool so this movie takes place over 20 years and it's like yeah okay we'll see how it goes yeah and then i and then i love like the the like first quote there when he's talking on the phone to his wife and he's like oh the war is over and i was like wait what <laughs> i was like what year is this 1962 i was like what war is over in 1962 i was like well korean war ended in 53 vietnam really gets kind of started up in 63 yeah it's like i'm like i don't what war is he talking about? And then I was like, oh, the Cuban Revolution. It took me probably 20 minutes into the movie. Like, oh, wait, Cuban Revolution. He's talking about he's talking nope. about Castro. He's talking about communists. I get it now. That might have been like the maybe the smartest thing the movie did, and I didn't even pick up on it. But yeah, it took me a while to figure that one out. And then, I didn't even like, hear it. I didn't even care because I didn't, I didn't hear it. I was like, well, what? you didn't care because, and I know why you didn't care, because I called it out too. Uh, we're in the phone booth, and you see right after you see Travolta old, like as himself, when I say old, I mean, as his current self, he's old. Yes. Uh, then it goes, it flashes back to 1962. And you're like, wait a second, are they going to do young Travolta somehow? Oh. Are they, were they replacing him with someone? What's the goal here? I was and no, they only dyed his hair. Yep. <laughs> the only change. <laughs> I was, I was, I couldn't listen to anything that was happening. Cause I was so, I was waiting. I was like, are they going to try to do like a, are they going to try and do like a um, fucking Irishman like thing with him right now? Like, oh man, I hope they do because this will be fucking terrible. Yeah, I wrote making Travolta younger is a riot because <laughs> because it is like he looks he looks like he's in his mid sixties. They're like, oh no, he's thirty now. You're like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> All right, so he's on the phone. So. We get the beginning and the end. They do a flashback. All right, so we're, we're, we're jumping back to the beginning of, of this character's life, right? We're in 1950s. Yep. He's like finding this place. He's, he's, he's uh, 
left New Jersey. I think this is where we're at right now, right? Yeah. He's left Jersey, as we'll, as we'll say. Uh, right. He was a, a <laughs> going from one dirtbag place to another, Jersey to Miami. Uh, 100%. Uh, and he was in construction. And I say that loosely because it's referenced a fucking million times for the next like five minutes, right? That yep. oh, he was in construction, right? Yeah. Um, and they do a shot of him over like a, you know, looking over Miami, whatever. And I also love this quote because like it's so funny to think about this now, like in our current time. Yeah, yeah. Like, would anyone ever say this? Like, it is a quote. Like, I, I kind of, I like chuckled. It's a new beginning. We're in Florida. <laughs> I mean, yes, I think yes, and only because Florida is lawless. Like, you can always have a new beginning in Florida, and it, I think it holds true in our current times. It's, <laughs> it is. Florida is kind of like it's the wild, wild. It's the wild, wild south. Yes. Basically. Absolutely. And he's talking to his wife and like, he's, so he addresses her and he's like, uh, what does he call her? Mrs. Mrs. Aronoff. He's like, Oh, Mrs. Aronoff, blah, blah, blah. Addressing your wife as Mrs. Whatever your last name is, is a weird thing to do. Like almost Mike Pence level weird. Yeah. Of like calling your wife mother. <laughs> it is what it is, is it's a terrible writing situation where you're like, Oh, I need to introduce this character. Yeah. Make sure the audience knows that this is my wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't care for it. It's a real sketchy thing to do. <laughs> no one fucking says like, oh, hey, Mrs. Zarina. Hey, Mrs. My Wife. Basically. Yeah, and, and this, it's just like adding expo, extra exposition to the movie. And they do the same thing when they come into the bar and like uh, whatever the sketchy dude's like, oh, but like Ben Aronoff, the king of construction. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. What a fun nickname, like, and how exposition-y. Yeah. <laughs> now I know exactly what you do. <laughs> yeah, which we already knew. Didn't he even, like, talk about where he came from? Like, he... <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, in my mind, like, he's like, oh, yeah, we pissed off a lot of people, like, building houses. And yeah. he's like, you know, pissed off a bunch of banks. I was like, wait, why are banks pissed off about building houses? It seems like that's a place they only stand to make money. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> banks love building homes. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> like, was there a whole... Cra- anyways. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, oh, and cut to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get the quick intro of the family. He's got a family life. We get an idea he's from New Jersey. Uh, he doesn't like the winners, complains about the winners in, in Jersey. Yep. Um, definitely uh all of a sudden you get this feeling of like oh there's a bunch of actors in this movie like so his wife is is um oh jesus i feel bad now uh jennifer esposito so his his wife jennifer right. esposito is like who's, original wife yeah a, yeah her first wife uh she's known for lawn or SBU, and i was like holy shit yeah it's her she's she's great why why is she in this that was my thought yeah <laughs> um so we now establish he's down in Florida. He's starting new. He yeah. left Jersey, which um, you trade Jersey for Florida. Okay. We get an idea that he's probably was in some shady shit back in Jersey, which yep. he is. makes sense, you know? Yep. And then there's a bunch of like weird, like things that are very clearly meant to be like, oh, this is the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like oh, look at, look at how they're dancing and look at the cars. But then uh, also... But then also, like, there were weird things where I was like, oh, these bathing suits look very modern. 
Like you're like, oh, these bikinis are not 1960s bikinis. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I was I wasn't alive then, but yeah, I feel like there was a lot of mid yeah. cover back then. But I don't know. Even in like the men's outfits, even like there's a lot of anachronistic fashion that kind of bothered me a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, they 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 did a bad job of like reminding you when we were, and yeah. this was a problem throughout the entire movie. And there was Except moments for, where they, there, there's moments where they tried to reset it, and it was like, this is terrible. Like this is how you reset. Like, yeah, where when we are, and yeah. The best reminder, the best reminder of a time period was John Travolta constantly smoking cigarettes. <laughs> like every every five minutes in the movie, John Travolta yeah. is smoking a cigarette. <laughs> that's that's yeah, because in the sixties, that's when you smoke. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. So we get so we get Travolta down. He's down in Florida, uh, Jersey, shady shit. He's trying to escape. He's trying to do nothing for anyone, right? He's yep. trying to do his own thing. Right. Sees his first boat. Sees his first boat, and he's like, I'm in love. Ever in his life, he's never seen a boat in his life ever. Yep. He's a big boat guy as of right now. <laughs> he's like, wait a second, turn to point. Turn. There's a turn point in my life. This is it. I'm a boat guy now. Travolta, it's very hard for me to separate. Like, I'm, I just want to call him Travolta. I don't want to call him by his character's name because I feel like it's just Travolta on vacation. He sees his first boat yep. and, he, and he gets excited. He's like, I love boats. <laughs> I fucking love boats. Let's do this. If I could have sex on a boat, I would. If I could have sex with a boat, I would. Spoilers. All right, so he, so lo- love this line. So there's no pre- there's no in between. There's no transition into him being a boat guy. He's well, just like, like he sees a boat and he like talks to this guy. He's like, hey, which, you see that fucking boat over there? And he's like, yeah, fucking. I have to say fuck enough so that this movie can be rated R still. Uh, and he's like, uh, my first race against a bunch of rich fat cats. And I'm like, wait a second, aren't you a rich fat cat guy? <laughs> So let's, yeah. take step, let's take a step back here. So there was an awkward transition and we just tried to have getting into the next section of this movie. Uh, that should give you a sign that that's how the movie was cut. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. None of it made any sense. Like there, as awkward as it was for us to move on was the same for the movie itself. Yeah. And like they're making it seem immediately like with, not being clever about it, but they're just like, make it seem like underground boat racing is like a thing that we're already supposed to know about. Right. And they're like, 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 Oh yeah, I definitely came into this movie suspecting that that was what this movie was about when I had no idea. Yeah. Like give us, give us like a little bit of like a little something. So he sees his first boat and then all of a sudden he's on a boat. Right. He like, he just, he gets on a, he does he get on a boat with a blonde guy. Are we talking about blonde guy yet? Yeah, no, we haven't talked about the blonde guy yet. He gets on the boat with the blonde guy, and he's like, oh, as the, as the kids say, let's fucking riff this bullshit up so we can keep, keep this rated R. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then he's like all of a sudden quickly into a boat race. Right, which they also, they make it seem like there's some kind of underground boat race, but at the same time, like, it's not an underground. Like there are helicopters with yeah. announcers that are announcing yeah. everything that's going on. Like yeah. it's very like Wave Runner, like you're playing an N64 game <laughs> where they're announcing exactly what's happening the whole time. Like there's nothing. All of a sudden they're racing. Yeah, I have a note here. It's like 
who's the guy on the boat with him? Were we ever introduced? Because no, there's a blonde guy on the boat with him who, so we looked into the blonde guy a little bit, Russ. I think that was the perfect time to talk about him. Well, let's start with that. Cause like the blonde, man, this, it's his co-pilot on the boat, his co-captain. Yeah. yeah. But this is, so this is where like, we are literally breaking these movies down by like their, their scenes and like their next moments. And it's like, this is really tough because it's, this just like jumps so hard. And it's like, what the mm. fuck now what? So he sees a boat. He gets a little boat hard on, if you will. Sure. Get, we, you know, we cover all that. And then he just gets on the boat with this blonde guy, right? Does he have, right. a, is, is there a narration when he meets him? Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> we have no idea who this guy is. He just gets on this boat with this blonde guy. Yeah. I accept this off, guy at face value. And then they take off. And then all of a sudden we're now in a race, right? Right. And There's, that's where he's like, as the kids say, fellow kids. And then it's like, and, and you're like, is this what underground boat racing is? No. There's announcers. In Miami, in, in Miami 1960s. Right. And you're like, and then like, he's taking shortcuts. I'm like, if this is like, it makes me so mad with Brady. Shout out to Brady. Uh, take shortcuts in Mario Kart. It pisses me off so much. I'm like, dude, you can't take a shortcut. Just like in boat racing. You can't take a shortcut in boat racing no. because you're like cutting across the ocean. Right. Of course you can cut across there if that was what the course was. Right. It's cheating. It's cheating. <laughs> it's yeah. just straight up cheating. And he's cheating. And like and people are like, oh wow, what a smart play that guy's doing. I was like, is this Mario Kart right now? Like, what do you like, what do you what are you assholes doing? Also, yeah. how are there helicopters narrating the fucking 1960s? Who are they know. narrating this? Who's listening to this? Where was that being broadcast to? ESPN eight, the Ocho. Yeah. And so we're not, we're never introduced to this blonde guy ever. Uh, this whole scene goes through. There's like a bunch of slow-mo scenes where John's was like, ah, yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. And then it's like an anime character. John Travolta is just like, oh! like having a, the best time of his life. Yeah. And then as he's in this race, all of a sudden the boat breaks down. Right. In the race. Yeah, but then the, but then they're just like, all right, well, I guess we should unbreak down the boat. <laughs> yeah, and it was a, that was a weird reaction. So like the boat breaks down. Clearly, he's uh he's all he's all fired up, and there's like this weird like cut to him just being like, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It, bro- it doesn't matter if it broke down. This is great. I'm having a fantastic. It's a fantastic time. It's like, what? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it, it was a very weird, um, you know moment anyways so so then you want to talk about the bags of money so they do the they do the boat race right they finish that and then all of a sudden like they finish it and he complains about oh don't worry about the broken down boat whatever right okay we're done with that and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it just cuts to like money i think right just bags of like money just shots of money right on a table clearly a lot and then he's got a boating company Mm -hmm. so now he's he he's 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 found himself uh, himself obsessed with boating. He loves it. He's got a high from it. He wants to start a boat, basically building boats, right? He's a big boat boy, yeah. Um, I was a little confused of where we were at. I, th- I was Because like, things were cutting so fast. I was like, are we still in the 60s? Yes. Is this, I think at this point, yes. Still in the 60s, but it was like, but the way it cut, it was like, oh, are we jumping further in time? Or are we literally just jumping like a year from now? Um. 
and then they have like uh then they have like this there's, there's like this crazy big boat race they do and it's really funny because it's like the blind guy and john travolta on a boat i don't remember this and they're like this big like competition right oh yeah like the first big like racing you know speedboat thing with a new boat company he's got a guess right and like it's so funny because like the entire fucking boat race is just the camera on the two of them and all you see is like it's kind of like a weird montage thing but it's just oh, like it's the best, them yeah. pointing and like talking but you can't actually hear them and right. that's it yeah and that's when it does the slow-mo a little bit and he's like Right. No, no one's gonna catch him now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Oh my god! So then they, so we we've jumped to this weird. They're clearly in a boat race. Travolta yeah. is his blonde-haired boating buddy, if you finish will. Finish the race, yeah. Seemingly finish the race. Seemingly Again, in I'm the still, race. I'm still confused who this blonde guy is. We don't know who he is. He's been given no name. There's no indication. He clearly is an important character and part of Travolta's character's life. Well, we should talk about that now because we, we, we had to look up what his name is because not it's, I know it's the beginning of the movie still, but we, we didn't know what his name was the whole time until we looked up that his name, what is it? Naki House. Naki House. Incredible. Uh, but we don't know that until never. We never find that out. <laughs> and he's like a pretty major character, actually, because he's literally in like oh, all of the boat racing scenes. He's literally his best bud. Like, Yeah, he's the one doing all the stunts. He's a stunt actor. He's never acted in movies, really, other than doing stunts. Yep. He said one line dialogue in this movie, he's blonde hair, but he's been in a bunch of like, he actually has a more legit, uh, next to Travolta, he's probably got a more legit movie credit list. No, not, not next to Travolta, in front of Travolta. His movie, his movie credit, his filmography is, I mean, vastly superior to John Travolta's. He's been like every great movie from the last 30 years. Hey, hey, Mike Massa, if you're listening to this this podcast next to Jody uh, uh, Scurfield, yeah, shout out to Mike Massa. Like he was in, he was in, he was in fucking Star Wars Episode Seven. He was in Blade Runner, like Star Wars, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, and he Jones. Like he's a, he's been a legit stunt guy. He's been fucking everything. Yeah, and here he's he is, was stooping to this level. Yeah, and. I feel like Mike Massa just needs he needs more credit than he deserves. Yeah, shout out to Mike Massa. He clearly drove that his whole point was he was just driving the boat. That was it. Oh, definitely, yeah. Boat uh, and then like, you know, they win the race and you're like, why are all these 18-year-old girls interested in John Travolta? Like young. They made John Travolta look young, and by young I mean still looks like he's 65. Yeah, 65 at least. Yeah, it was kind of weird because like he comes back and they hold up the trophy. Him and our buddy Mike Massey here, blonde. Yeah, and don't, don't care for it. Kind of weird. And then there's like yeah, a weird shot of like this 18-year-old. Do we know she's 18 or are we just making it up? No, we're just assuming. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean definitely assuming at least 18, but she was definitely she's too young for Travolta. Oh yeah. So then we go to the party. All right. So he's gotten a taste, right? He's gotten he's got a taste for the for the racing life. 
Clearly, he's yeah. He's winning. All of a sudden, with no explanation at all, he's fell in love with boat racing. Like out of nowhere, he's like, "Oh no, I'm a boat guy now." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they kind of, I mean, they touch on it, but it's it's little, it's a little loosey goosey, right? This is where I said it to you earlier. I think I don't know if we recorded it, but um, like I, I would have watched this movie if it was at least a half an hour longer. Like I liked, you didn't like Wolf of Wall Street. I did like Wolf of Wall Street. I would have liked it if they explained more. Like I think, I think some of the points were good and like the John Travolta's acting wasn't all terrible. Like some of it would have been more watchable if they had built up the characters better. Like they could have totally had spent more time on this I mean, and been like, oh yeah. It, it literally is just Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, but just, they cut like half it's like wolf of wall street but half is long and half is uh making sense like there's no or as i like to call it woof of wall street Uh. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not cutting that leave that in yeah fuck you (laughs) um but at this point like i mean we're a quarter way through maybe the movie like at this point this This is taking too long (laughs) this this movie felt like it was fucking edited and chopped together with like an like a fucking old rusty deluxe like, at best at best at best like yeah like i don't know maybe someone used a spoon to cut this thing i don't know it was, it was it's pretty bad so we move on we're at like now a family party he comes home and it's like now you get the stresses of like well he's in this boating thing and he's really consumed with the boating industry and his wife is what's her face there jennifer esposito is like you can see you haven't been around for a long time you know and then it's also a reminder presumably this is in the future yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah right this is like a couple years later because like in in the original shot when they first moved down to florida there's a shot of like all these kids which i thought there was like 15 of them and like they're bouncing around the beds they're all like fucking three years old now all of a sudden it's like oh reminder he's got kids and it's like they only focus on one though the eldest eldest the oldest sure the eldest, the elderly. I don't know. Either, yeah, it's man's motto. The oldest kid, and that's it. And he's like, "Hey, dad, you want to be, you know, a dad?" And he's like, hey, "Dad, want to have a catch?" Hey, yeah. And he's like, "No, sorry, son, go fuck yourself." Basically, you know, it's like, "Oh, there's a moment of tension." It's like, "All right, well, here's a little moment of like, you know, yeah, something yeah. that could be of value, like something of like." Now John, I can. John Travolta, cats in the cradle, is his son. <laughs> yeah, so it's then, a whole thing. They're, 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 you know, they're in this party, family party, and they're still like hanging on, like, it just feels like a Travolta, like they're, like, they're literally just like a camera falling around Travolta at on like, vacation. Really- He's having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells this joke, which is like, it's a, stu- it's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a, there's a woman on the street has tattoos of Elvis on both her thighs. And I'm like, ew, John Travolta, gross. You sick fuck. Like, Where- this isn't, this is an awful joke. Yeah. We know where you're going with this. Yeah. Fuck and you. It's not good. Time. But it, it was just like a, it was like a terrible yet again, like, let's just show that he's the highlight of the party, you know, moment. It yeah, felt so of course. garbage. Then we bring in, uh, uh, what's the actor's name here? Here we go. James Remar. Thank you. No, no, no. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, is it James Remar? Yeah, yeah, he's it, the the character. I I know in the, the movie, older guy, the older guy, Meyer Lansky. Yeah, like the actual okay. actor's name is is James Remar. Okay, I know in the movie it's Remar. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 not not Remar. I'm talking about Lansky. Yeah, the, the 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, that's James okay. Greenwood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I love the quote, direct quote from the movie, because they're trying to, like, make this as clear as possible. They're like, oh, Meyer Lansky, financial wizard of organized crime. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that's right. Like, and the guy who said it also wasn't in the movie. The guy who said that was, like, just some random guy. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, Meyer Lansky, financial wizard of organized crime. And you're like, all right, bye. So we get a new layer of 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 threat to the film, right? Where yeah. he's he, he's at it he, he's at a family party, it seems, and yeah. now we've got this old school crime lord from Jersey. It seems like, of course, yeah, obviously, Meyer Lansky, yeah, right, yeah, and he's there, and they know each other. He knows his father, and they do the whole thing. And there's a very lot of uh, I always find it funny, like I always. <laughs> Like, why did, why did they introduce each other by saying where they're from? Right. So, skipping ahead to when Meyer Lansky there is like, oh, you know, my nephew, Robbie Reamer. Still <laughs> at the party. And, yeah, still at the party. We got what a Meyer weird, Lansky. yeah. We're, we got Meyer Lansky and, and um, you know, and Travolta's character. They're having, like, a little face-off moment. Yeah. And Lansky's like, remember where you came from? The <laughs> Robbie Reamer. Yeah. So now you get like this 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 crime lord guy who's involved. It's like okay, obviously he's sticking his nose in 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 Travolta's you know business here. But then yeah, you're right. Then it's like, hey, remember my nephew? Hey, Robbie Reamer. Robbie Reamer. Yeah. And he goes, hey, he's like, look at me. He's like, wow, I love Ben Aronoff. Like, what a cool guy. He's got everything. And you're like, I wish I could be like him someday. It's like, okay. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, you know, uh, banging shixes and betting the ponies. And I was like, that's a weird line. That's a very weird line. Hey, folks, Jared here. Speed Kill's a lot of fun, and uh, this episode got away from us a little, so we decided to split it up into two parts. Part two will be coming out on Thursday, so stay tuned to whenever you get your podcasts, and we'll be in your ears then. Uh, and in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at it's this meets that, uh, and we're ITMTPod on Twitter. Or if you're feeling old fashioned, send us an email at it's this meets that at gmail.com. As always, you can find all our episodes at it's this meets that.com. Thanks for listening.